Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Uh, If you want to watch the show, go to streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net. We live video stream there, our own streaming service, so we we won't ban ourselves for whatever we say. We're not going to cancel ourselves. I I don't think we we would kind of be, that would kind of be counterproductive if we. To cancel ourselves? Cancel ourselves for something we say about ivermectin or. Yes. Hydroxychloroquine. Chloroquine or questioning the election results, things of that nature. That right. You cancel for, unless you can. Uh, all right, so Steve Jordahl, good morning, Steve. Hey, good morning, everybody. All right, so we did a, uh, a little bit of a deep dive into Republican politics, Republican presidential politics. Uh, the announcement tomorrow is expected at Mar-a-Lago by former President Trump that he will run again. We'll see whether that happens. A lot of people are asking him to wait till after the Georgia Senate uh, election is decided, but uh, on, on the other side, the Democrats, they have their own set of problems. They have a, a President Biden now who is thinks he did pretty well the other day, and the country's behind him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've he has got a, a mandate. mandate. Yes, he's got a mandate. mandate. <laughs> but uh, anyway, he's over in uh, – where, where is uh, President Biden? He is in Indonesia at a uh, conference uh, – I believe it has to do with uh, this uh, the, uh, the politics in the world world affairs back in that part of the world. Uh, but yeah, he is in Indonesia, and uh, but he had a really bad press conference. You, you're saying that the the Democrats are stuck with the uh, President Biden, who's underwater uh, in his popularity. Well, first of all, let me play you a couple things. Um, on did you read um, the end of day? on uh, Friday from uh, Gary Bauer. I did not. Gary Bauer, uh, every day uh, our friend Gary Bauer puts out a little news brief at the end of the day. He calls it his end of day. And one of the things he said was he talked about an uh, Today News Africa, which is an outlet, news outlet, a correspondent named si- Simon Ataba. Now, this is going to connect here, so bear with me just a second. Said He said that there is uh, nothing about a White House, a Biden press conference that's not rigged. He knows exactly who he's going to call on. They have the questions. They've given the questions to the White House. The reporters have. They know what's coming up. Nothing should be a surprise. Well, and, and I'll tell you what happens when he get, gets off script. But listen to this. This is the beginning of this press conference that Biden was having in Indonesia where he's told who he's supposed to call on. Cut 11. Um, uh I can't have trouble reading this. Reuters, uh, the tangent about both. <laughs> wow. Given a list, he can't read the list he was given. That, that's to- what I mean. Uh, the uh, the uh, Democrats are going to have to come up with another candidate for the presidential uh, race uh, in 2024. Um, I, I just don't think Mr. Biden's going to make it that far as far as being able to have the Wherewithal, the energy, the cognitive skills, uh, it's, a big, it's becoming more apparent publicly that he's on the decline. And so I think the Democrats, I, this is what I've read, the Democrats see that and they're, they know they got to do something. They don't know what, I, what exactly, but they're going to have to come up with a younger uh, candidate to run. 
Democrats have always been addicted to the next man or woman up. They've always been. I mean, Hillary Clinton was a, a flawed candidate from the beginning. America hated her, and they still had to put her up because she was next in line. She deserved it. Well, uh, you can't say America hated her because she came, she won the popular vote. She got a lot of votes yeah. in 2016. Um, but she wasn't the strongest candidate the Democrats could have put up. Yeah, I, I just don't. We've talked about this before, and we kind of had the autopsy or the uh, whatever from the uh, midterms here um, for the Republican side. But for the Democratic side, it was good news for them that they didn't get blown out with a red wave. I know it's mixing metaphors. Uh, it looks like they're going to hold on. They will hold on to the Senate, and we're not sure about the House. It could have been worse for them, but now their trouble starts because, like you said, they're going to have to figure out what to do with President. President Biden feels like, he, I mean, he's talking like he's going to run for re-election. He thinks the fact that it wasn't a red wave means he's popular. So what do you do if you're the Democratic Party? What if he says, I am running? What if he announces here after the first of the year, I am running for re-election? What do you do? Do all a bunch of Democrats, does Gavin Newsom come out and run against the president? Does Kamala Harris Say announce that she. No, running. I don't think she does. <clears throat> but are they? Are these? Are, they, are these people going to run against the sitting president? If he announces, if that he he's announces, running. what happens? Well, he, he said he's planning. Well, he said he hadn't made a decision that right. It's this not point. an official announcement. It, yeah, right? yeah, he's still waiting. I think he could be talked out of it. You know, I think he could be talked out of it by, let's say, Obama or the Clintons and other people to say hey for the good of the party you need to step down that's what i think and what what, what do you think you think he can be convinced yeah i do you do mm -hmm. i do yeah before you write the republican uh grave the obituary for republicans over this last election i want you to hear what mark levin thinks about it because he says the gop didn't do quite as bad as everybody is saying listen to cut five it wasn't going to happen they're deluding themselves the democrats made no progress in the Senate, and they desperately needed to make progress this election cycle. At best, they'll get one seat. And they're celebrating that they only lost the House by a relative few votes. And the GOP can now block these radical kook programs that Biden's pushing. They can conduct investigations. They can do what they need to do, and they better. But is this good enough? No, it's not good enough. If the Republicans allow the same D.C. establishment, many of whom you see on TV all the time, telling you how smart they are and they know everything, if they allow them to control the agenda and the money, the future's bleak. So if the uh, Republicans can get a backbone, they're in a good position, he says. I, I got I to say, I, if I were the Republicans, I would be very careful. Now, there will be some investigations Hunter Biden, so on and so forth. But right. if they just have a three-vote margin, which is what increasingly it's looking like, uh, that they're going to get uh, 219 in the House, that that's, you know, uh, that's a very small mandate. You better be careful what you push it's for. It's not a mandate. Yeah it's not, yeah, it's not really a mandate. You've narrowly won. I'm not sure how much you – now, you certainly can block things yep. from happening – but in terms of grandiose, you know, uh, you know, on C-SPAN uh, hearings and pushing for impeachment just for the sake of doing to Biden what the Democrats did to Trump, 
I think that's I think that backfires in 2024. I think they ought to be planning how to do better in 2024 rather than and and by the way, I I have a lot of respect for uh for the uh, Mark Levin, but the Democrats are going to have November through January inauguration and seating of Congress to push through the some of these radical things uh, before they turn over the gavel. So, do you th- think that they abolish the um, the um, what's it, filibuster in the Senate? Oh no way! No, I don't think they would do. It's going to be hard so. to get any of that stuff through. No, the the filibuster in the that's Senate, the sixty vote threshold. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not going away anytime soon. I doubt it ever will. So you're you're saying they won't get? I I I, I think, for example, like this uh, marriage bill codifying uh, same sex marriage. Mm-hmm. I think they might could get that passed because I think there'll be some Republicans that will flip on that issue. Um, All right, next story, Steve. What what else you got in your stack of stuff over there? (laughs) There is nothing that we can't uh, put a woke spin on if you're a Democrat. Uh, President Biden has launched a climate gender equity fund to advance women-led climate solutions because, you know, they have to address the gender inequalities that persist in climate Uh finance. I wish I could cue Scooby Doo right here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, huh? oh! You know how Scooby Doo uh, tilts his head? Oh, huh? Yeah. Like what in the world are you he, talking about? Keep mentioning Scooby Doo, and Steve keeps imitating him. Yes, right. I'm setting Steve up there. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's true. But here's the the, the interesting thing. What is, does that even mean, though? What you just said? It means that they think that uh, women owned. Businesses and women leaders need to help lead this foray into the new green economy because, well, women just aren't given the same uh, perks. They're, they're, they're not as privileged as men Is that are. true? You I sound mean, like J.J. Well, <laughs> is that true? Is that true? False. Well, false. First, well I, first of all, it's kind of hard to, to make this argument when you can't even describe what a woman is. <laughs> well, not so, that good point. Well, <laughs> duly noted. Yep, point well taken there. Yeah, that's a. Uh, go ahead. Next story, Steve. All right. I don't have anything to say left on that. <laughs> you know, I like the color green, but uh, not the green movement. Yeah, they're ruining green. Yeah, they're ruining green. Yeah, they're taking are. green. Take the rainbow. And I, I you know, green. I followed the Celtics my whole life. You can't right. get any more green than that. No, you can't. And I can't even look at them. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. Yeah. Steve, next story. All right. Uh, so you know that Elon uh, Musk has decided he's going to charge $8 uh, for anybody that wants a blue check mark to be right. verified on Twitter. A month. A month. $8 a month. And uh, people are kind of bringing yeah, a little scorn on Elon for that. But it, it, it uh, there's some questions about whether his security is good in this whole transaction business because somebody went and – Got a blue check mark for a fake Eli Lilly, the drug maker. Yeah, Eli Lilly account, and they put it a tweet out that said, "From now on, insulin will be free." And Eli Lilly's stock plunged, fell four point three seven percent on a hoax. On a hoax. On a Twitter hoax. On a Twitter hoax. Wow. They lost billions in market cap. Their stock was still at three hundred and um, three hundred and fifty-two dollars a share, but it was at three sixty-eight. 
a show. Well, but whoever created this fake Twitter, they, they, that sounds like to me that's illegal. Uh, well, I would You're think. you get in trouble. I would think, find out who did that. That's Man, that stock can drop that much on a, on a Twitter hoax, huh? That's, well, and so now they're accusing Elon Musk and Twitter of having poor security. How is it that you can give a blue check mark to a fake uh, Eli Lilly account? Well, I didn't do it. I'm so wondering I, if Eli would, Musk. Well, good. Okay. I'm We're wondering if Ed. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering. I admired Eli Musk for buying Twitter, and he's trying to change it to where it doesn't. Uh, it's what I understand. Well, first of all, he's trying to turn it into a profitable business. Right. But secondly, he's trying to make Twitter, I think, uh, free for all to express their opinions and views without uh, rank discrimination against conservatives. Yes. Even though he's not a conservative, he's more a libertarian. I think. He's libertarian. Yeah, more. He's kind of in between a Democrat and a Republican, yep. what I can tell. Uh, but I just wonder if he's like, why did I do this? <laughs> I had a pretty good thing going on here. I was the richest man in the world, and I got enough businesses and ventures going on out there. I, why didn't need? Why did I do this? Talking about buying Twitter. Yeah, but he shelled out forty-four. Was it with the B? Yes, billion. Well, I mean, he tried. He did try to back out of it, and then got himself in a jam. No one knows if that's what happened or if he was playing four-dimensional chess and just needed to. No, I, I know. Okay. I know what was four-dimensional chess. <laughs> Ed. Those. Is that like a, okay, a I, board game? Yeah, yeah, it's on Star Trek, I think it was. So we know that Ed is not responsible for the Eli Lilly account right. and that he knows what's going on. I know what's going on. All right. <laughs> I, I can't. I'm not free to share it, but, you know. Uh, no, well, listen, he is, he is a very smart – obviously, he, this is an, over, uh, an understatement. He's a very smart individual, Elon Musk. I mean, the very fact that he's got all this stuff going – uh, indicates right. he's, he is thinking in three dimensions, but uh, he's having a good time on Twitter. He may be. What, what, how has he things. responded to the uh, to this Eli Lilly hoax? That I have not seen okay. uh, because that's a little more serious than some of these other things that he's been yeah. trolling people. Ed Markey, the Democrat senator, said, "You better watch out because someone." Uh, did a fake. Oh, the Washington Post, as a test, did a fake Ed Markey account and it got a blue check mark. Marky, of course, is on. Well, not of course, but Marky is on one of the Senate committees. Marky Mark. Marky, the the senator Marky from Ma Massachusetts. Oh, oh, him. Massachusetts. Okay. Ed Markey. Ed Markey. Ed Markey. Okay. Anyway, he's um, he, he with his knowledge, they got a uh, Washington Post got a blue check mark, and he's on the oversight committee of the uh, finance the committee that would oversee. The social media government entanglement. Yeah. And so everybody's saying, you better watch out. Um, and Elon Musk tweets back, well, maybe we got through because your real account, Mr. Markey, looks like a parody account. He just, he's having fun. Mm. Yeah. He is mm. having fun. Mm. Mm. All right. Next story. Let's Steve. talk about, uh, so the transgender madness is, is still going on. And I wanted to play you a clip. This is a uh, woman who uh, wanted to be a trans a man and uh -huh. and regretted it. Took uh, five or six years worth of testosterone, and now is trying to um, tra de detransition detransition back. She regretted it, and I want you to hear. She's saying that she goes to doctors, and that there's a different reaction when she tells she tells the doctors, "Well, I'm I'm detransitioning. I was transgender, and I, I don't want to be that anymore." There's a different reaction than if she says, I've been taking steroids for several years, as if, like, she was a weightlifter. 
Listen, listen to cut seven. If I say it was HRT related to transition, they treat me one way. But if I say I was abusing anabolic steroids, which is what that was, they treat me a different way. When I say the first one, some of them will say like, oh, well, we don't know what the side effects are or it's safe or they get really defensive. And then when you say I was a bodybuilder, they know what the consequences are and they tell you the things that that will do to your body and how that will damage your body. Unabashedly, unashamedly, they'll name it. It's the same substance, the same substance. So doctors are saying one thing if they think you're a transgender That's very person. interesting. Okay, now first of all, her voice, yeah. okay, after five or six years of taking these drugs, yeah. she's probably never, her, her voice will never go back to a a clearly female-sounding voice. Probably that, not, but I, I don't, I, I'm not a doctor. I, I don't know. But you do. You're not a biologist. So you know you, everything today. But that's so. very interesting. <laughs> yeah. She's saying it's the same substance. Yeah. But if you're a weightlifter and you go into the doctor and you say, I want to start taking steroids so I can build up muscle mass uh, for competition, they will tell you what the side effects are. And you're risking this with your heart and you're risking this with muscle. Uh, but if it's a woman wanting to transition, quote unquote, transition to become a transgender male. Yep. They are loath to tell you the very same, give you the very same warnings. That's what she's. That's what she was saying right there. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. Yeah, it's sad too. It did. It, it speaks very poorly of our medical establishment, the American Medical Association, all in on the transgender. Hey, and career. you know what? You know, this, this, oh, go, no, go ahead. I was just. Uh, uh, this is another. We've talked about the blow to science, the reputation of science in the medical community because of COVID. Uh, their response overall, uh, the the climate change, quote unquote, science, and this right here with transgender, with the transgender movement, this is another blow to the integrity of those in the medical profession because what this woman is saying indicates that politics and political correctness has clearly infiltrated into the medical community and what they will tell people. And we have a generation of young people now who are growing up uh, damaged, permanently damaged. There's other stories you can find in the news about the number of young women who are having healthy body parts cut off. Yeah. More than men are having that, young men are having the same thing happen, but much more uh, women. And it's just, it's sad. And you have a, a generation of permanently disfigured, permanently impaired, uh, damaged people. Um, and how, who, who are they getting held to account? So I, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. you no, I just, I think this, this craziness will be over in about three or four years, maybe sooner. I'm talking about this, this, uh, transgender, transgender stuff. I think it's a fad and, um, now it's not a good fad. Don't get me wrong. And it is, uh, it is dominating popular culture right now. But I just don't think it's sustainable. I think it's it's so much against nature that it will uh, it will end. People aren't going to go for girls playing sports. Uh, excuse me. People aren't going to go for boys playing girls sports. Uh, they may not say something about something here or there and the other. But you start getting boys uh, playing major college sports, for example, people aren't going to. Go for that. Well, it, but uh, now to my point that I was making about the damage done to the credibility 
of the medical community. Yeah, yes. Well, and I agree. I, it's kind of a has a feel of hysteria about it. But what do you do if you're the American Medical Association or the American Psychiatric Association and you've had on your website, you've come out full bore in defense of the transgender <clears throat> movement. And then the society, probably the whole West will probably uh, decouple themselves from this movement and say this is this is not this is not making sense. What do you do if you're the American Medical Association? You went out full bore. You can't walk that back. Right, you without know, losing credibility. Without losing credibility. I agree. But that uh, a lot of these professional organizations, even the ones that are so high esteemed, like the American Medical Association, they're, they, they, they are jumping on the transgendered bandwagon, which I think they'll live to regret. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Listen yeah. – People know instinctively they meant uh, it, it is popular right now to promote the, the uh, transgendered movement in pop culture, I'm saying. Right. But people know whether they're liberal, Democrat, conservative, Republican, somewhere in between, people instinctively know you are not going to change biology. Men are men, women are women. Boys are boys, girls are girls, and we like it that way. Right. <laughs> okay. And we like it that people way. Are even even yeah. people who are saying they're for the transgender movement, right? Uh, they're not changing the way they speak about male or female, girls That's or true. boys. When they're not guarding their words. Look at AOC the other day. Yeah, yeah. she she said, "Oh, I'm sorry, I I forgot to change my uh, pronouns." Yeah. On my what? Well, the reason you forgot to change your pronouns on your social media site is because you don't really believe in that. You're right. just having to. Oh, I forgot. Uh, I got forcing yourself. You got forcing yourself to, to, uh, to try to pretend that there that uh, uh, male, male and females are are not uh, different. Yeah. And uh, biologically and psychologically, in many cases, and sexually and other way, other ways. Yeah. It's just uh, it's it's you're we're trying to pretend something to to, to stand up something that that. Uh, Everybody knows is is uh, not true. Yeah. Did I did I take three minutes to answer a thirty second question, or do you think that? No, that okay. was that was well said, sir. Okay, thank you. Your we got about two minutes. Your review's got, coming up, isn't it? <laughs> we got about a minute and a half to go here, Steve. What do you got left? Over All there? right, uh, let's talk about this. There's a uh, a man named Keith Wong. He's fifty three years old, and his job was to do sign language interpretation of The Lion King on Broadway. He was fired. Do you know why? Because Keith Wan is white, and ostensibly, I guess the Lion King is about black. It's 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 about lions. I I don't understand the connection to the Africa. It takes place. Okay, in Africa, so you got you got Broadway, and this is a hit show on Broadway, yep. The Lion King. It was a movie by Disney, yep. very popular about twenty years ago or whatever. Still a still a Broadway uh, musical. Okay, and this guy does sign interpretation. When you go to New York and go to Broadway and see The yep. Lion King, he's up there giving sign interpretation. That's right, but no longer. And he was he was fired because he was white. Because he was white, it's no longer appropriate to have white interpreters represent black characters for ASL Broadway shows. That's not a character. That's just an interpreter. It, uh, yeah, but it's a white interpreter. <laughs> I bet this guy sues. Oh, yeah. I, I think I, when got, I read this article over the weekend, yeah. he is. He's he going to sue. He's going to make a lot of money for yeah. racial discrimination. <laughs> Even though it's a private company, yeah. you can't say we're firing all our white people. That's illegal. 
<laughs> can't do that. He gets a thousand dollars a show. Yikes! All you, we're firing language. all our white uh, people. Oh my goodness! <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks for listening to uh, to the show, everybody. Hope you have a great Monday. We'll see you back here tomorrow.